podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cricket Podcast, where we're going to be talking about Qualifier 1 from the 2022 IPL as the Gujarat Titans took on and beat the Rajasthan Royals. The the match, it went with the table. Titans taking down royalty, which apparently is a thing from Greek mythology. Apparently royalty is terrified or are terrified of the Titans. That's what, that's what I've heard from Sadiq in the Discord. Early plug for the Patreon. I am Jack Hope. I'm joined on my top right, if you're on YouTube, by Max Rowe Brown. How are you doing, Max Rowe Brown? Hello. Yeah, uh, very well. Uh, nice to see the uh, the playoffs underway. It was a, a good game to get started. Took it down to the last over, so you can't ask for too much more than that, can you? And in my t- on my top left, or I don't know where you come out of in, in in terms of people's ears if they're on their commute tomorrow morning, Dan. Um, but Dan Weston, how are you doing, Dan Weston? Yeah, I am all good. Yeah, enjoyed a nice relaxing break last week, which is just as well because uh, back into carnage of T Twenty blast preparation now with. Game on Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday this week. So yeah, not like the IPL, which will spread out over a few days. No, it's fast. We get three games in four days. Wow, that's pretty. That's a pretty intense. Start. I, I'm off to Sicily tomorrow, so this is my last. I was there last week. Uh, oh, were you? Yeah. Any tips? Yeah, I didn't get off the boat. Oh. <laughs> so is that, I was there. Which Catania or Palermo? Um, maybe I've got the actual island wrong, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you in, were you in Sardinia? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was in Naples. <laughs> okay. my, Italian, my Italian geography is really not great. Oh, you, Na- you Naples were... is the main Naples is the main bit. Um, oh, there you go. Yeah. You're in Italy. That's the that's the that's the main thing, isn't it? Um, where AC Milan have just been crowned champions. That was a good title race. Um Max. We're going to do messages for the listeners, then we're going to talk about the cricket. And we might, at the end of the show, talk a little bit about tomorrow's game. And we've got some questions. So we've got a lot on the agenda. But the, the messages is what we do first. Um, go. Okay, well, if you are currently in the chat, please like this video. And please subscribe to the Cricket Podcast if you're not already. Subscribe to hit the bell icon. Keep up with, uh, with all our shows. We've got a show after each game, uh, each of the knockout games. So, uh, yeah, keep in touch. Go over to... Twitter and Instagram at the cricket pod to follow us there. And we are sponsored by serious cricket. So seriouscricket.co.uk with the code TCP 22 for 10% off all of your cricket equipment. Uh, it's, uh, it's good. The season started. You may have uh, accidentally broken a pad or, uh, you know, you might have got clocked in the head by a fast, vicious bouncer and need a new helmet. So go over there and get a new one. That's uh that's that's what we're offering you. Ten percent, use it. Do you know and, what? Uh, finally, yes. I was going to say two people in my game on Saturday got hit in the head. So did they? Yeah. Wow. Was it was it was it a quick ball? No, it was a terrible pitch. Beamer. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm beamed. It was like off a length into the grill. That type. <laughs> oh of shit! Yeah. And then I went out. I batted in a helmet for the first time in three years, and it was so that's difficult. how bad it was. It was so difficult that I took the helmet off and was just like, if I get hit in the head, I'm going to get hit in the head. I couldn't see the ball. Um, anyway, little little diversionary okay. story there. What was it? What? I got 47 not out then. Yeah. Wow. Worth it. About 30. Oh, uh, MS Hopi, I took the team home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Ross, Ross didn't play. He was uh, um, he, Ross is playing now, which is, we've had some people in the chat saying Ross, the the Rajasthan Royals fan, not here. He's uh, he's playing now. He, they're chasing 117, 16 overs, which is in pouring rain. Uh, yeah, uh, carry on, Max. Uh, yeah, the final thing is patreon.com forward slash the cricket pod. Um, as you mentioned, the Discord, you can join the Discord with uh, with supporting the supporting the podcast through Patreon from as little as four pound a month. Uh, other things include IPL data, exclusive shows, uh, which we said we we're due two of those, so it's a good time to good time to join to get double bonus. Yes, all good stuff. We will when we're back from Sicily. We've got actual Patreon stuff to make instead of seven thousand IPL shows a week or, or whatever it feels like. <laughs> we're going to start. We're going to start with a super chat um, and get them in if you like. Um, it always helps if you want to support the show that way or 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 via. Patreon, as Max just said. Uh, Jita says, Prasith, seriously, WTF, bro? You for real, question mark, question mark. Dan, um, I think in games like this, sometimes it is best to talk about the end because then you get the emotion out of the way a little bit and, and you can do the an- analysis and, and go back through the match. And, you know, we're going to talk about Butler. We're going to talk about Hardick. We might even talk... Uh, well, we're definitely going to talk Killer Miller. I was going to say we might talk Killer Miller. But we're going to start with Killer Miller, basically. Um, Prasad yeah. Krishna, though, at the death. Well, off air, we were talking about how he might not have been the best choice to bowl the 20th over. But Rajasthan, like, what are their options? Well, that's the, that's the thing in, in that uh, Bolt's not a death bowler. Um, Prasad Krishna, I think, is unlikely to be a positive expectation death bowler in the long term. So... I think that, that by and large, they've I've got a question about this on Twitter as well, so it's kind of relevant to tie this in at the same time. They've got away with these five bowlers, like a, a sort of a, what would be like a 6-5 split, if you like. And, and I'm not sure it's a viable long-term strategy. We'll see. I know we spoke a bit about Prasha Krishna's um, speeds that he bowls, and, and he doesn't really have a lot of deviation in in the speeds that he bowls, which is um, not ideal if you're a batter and you've done a bit of homework, you know what you're going to get. So obviously, I'm presuming that Miller Miller might have been aware of that. And uh, seemed seemed finish. like it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. A bit. basically never bowls a ball. Well, he, he does occasionally, but like sort of less than five percent of his deliveries are slower balls, which isn't you know ideal if you're bowling against Hardik Panja and, and Killer Miller. At the death when they need sixteen um, of six balls because they're they're going to be trying to clear the fences and they they know that you're not really going to do anything weird. Max, um, you you were doing the comms on this game, mm. weren't you? Um, it must have been quite a, a thrilling moment to get through. Were your emotions up and down? Were you thinking about Ross? Um, did you feel sorry for Prasith Krishna? Tell us about it. It was a weird one because we were sort of sitting monitoring how uh, how the game was going and it felt from pretty much the halfway stage of Gujarat's innings that they were comfortable and even you know to the point where they were looking at chasing to a ball for the last few overs I still weirdly felt they were comfortable I don't know if we were being lulled into a full sense of security by the fact that Hardik Pandya and David Miller were content just to milk singles for about six overs which was slightly odd but it was only when they needed 16 off the last over that you thought, oh, hang on a minute, they might actually not win this. <laughs> David, David Miller was like, nah, nah, I got this. And it was really impressive from him. But yeah, he did, he did put away some reasonably uh, 
reasonably simple bowling to to put away at the end, wasn't it? Uh, sort of full full deliveries in the hitting arc um, for a man who had been in for a good portion and was was batting nicely. And I thought it was really overall really solid performance from Gujarat. It didn't it didn't feel like there was jeopardy in there for for me. That was my overarching emotion of the the chase. The match kind of went with the theme of the tournament for Gujarat, really, and that they've. I mean, I personally, I don't think this is a sustainable approach whatsoever, but fair play to them, they're doing it right now. And that is that they're basically nailing every single clutch moment. And, and like you said, sort of 16 last over, it still kind of felt like it was never really in that much doubt. Um, and and if you said to me, right, okay, you've got to play a 100-game group stage, would Gujarat be in the top four? I'd probably say no. Still say no. But, yeah, 100%. But they've they've just nailed every marginal fine variance, fine margin spot that they're in. They've just smashed it. So I think I'd be I think I'd be a little bit more credible to them. So they have they've had a couple of pretty freakish ones. Like let's not mention Tuatia um, in <laughs> on, on this podcast. But I, I uh, yeah, I think I think one of the other things they've been quite good at through through the tournament is especially with the bat is is manipulating themselves into positions where they have a player who has an advantage against the opposition player who has to deliver and and sort of last over we saw that you know max you talked about how they were sort of if didn't really feel like there was there was all that much danger well, yeah, because we, Prasis Krishna has ended up having to bowl to two set batters who are really, really yeah. good against pace, uh, with with a reserve batter who's also really, really good against pace <laughs> sitting on the bench. It, it's and I, I feel like I, I feel like sometimes when we talk about matchups and and, and analysis, um, we 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 can focus on on what the fielding captain's doing, um, and and sometimes perhaps we miss how clever batters are being in terms of when they choose their moments. And now I, I, I'd agree with you, Dan. I think that the Gujarat definitely had, had a little bit of luck here and there, but they have, they've still won 11 out of 15 matches now. And I, I'd, I'd still yeah. say, and, 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 and I, I'd probably have them. And I, I think, I mean, I, I, you know, you can go back and listen to the, the original podcast we did on when Ross and I went through the whole table and, and ranked who we thought would finish. I'm pretty sure we had Gujarat down as our 10th best team. Um, now, some things have come good for them, obviously, since then. Killer Miller has reverted. You know, he's time-travelled five years back in time and and is, is good again now. Tawasia, who, let's be, if we're being generous, had been patchy in the IPL. Um, like the, <laughs> some very good patches, but also uh, some some pretty barren barren times for him. So he's been like immense most of the year. Um, and Hardik Panja has has been fit all season, which was another huge question mark. So they've had a little bit of luck there, and and, and some people have definitely performed above expectations. But having seen what they've done and how they've been able to to to, to manipulate those situations, I, I I think they're actually due a little bit more credit than 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 I, I think I think maybe you're giving them there. I, I'd I, I think. You're still not convinced. I mean, that's that's fair enough, Max. Yeah, I think they're a Russia Khan injury away from really struggling next year. 
Well, I mean, but he's not somebody who goes down. It's not like it's not like Sunrisers who went in with like four players who break down all the time, and then they were like, "Oh no, they've broken down. What do we do now?" And then they lost. It would if you're relying on Rashid Khan. He's a guy who pretty solidly plays fourteen matches a season. No, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, no, no, absolutely. But you know, just hypothetically speaking, you know, that, that's you, <laughs> he's so good, and ultimately, I'm I'm not not really sold on. I mean, yeah, they didn't play Ferguson today, but a non-Ferguson pace attacker doesn't. Their their non-Ferguson pace attack doesn't fill me with any confidence. No, I think that's that's. I I I probably agree with that. I don't think they're the perfect team by any stretcher, but I do think that they have, they have some things that the other teams have just not really been able to deal with. Um, like an ex- explosive lower order. There's quite a few teams rolling around in this tournament without without any death bowling. Um. And yeah. they have been able to exploit that weakness in in the playing field. It's Pro- such a scarce resource, so it was never yeah. good. ten teams are never going to be able to all have two de- two good death bowls. And, it, and it's worked out for them. I mean, so you you've got three, four pretty good death hitters. Like Hardik, if he's there, is good. Miller, if he's there, is good. Tuatia, they you know is 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 pretty good. And, and Rashid Khan uh, has done the business this year. Like it's it's I, I think. I think they're strong in an area where almost every other team is, is, is or in, in an area that other, other, almost every other team is going to struggle to, to, to deal with. Max, where do you sit on the Gujarat good-bad continuum? I've been really impressed with them. I've been surprised at how good they've been. I, I wasn't, certainly didn't have them down as uh, contenders to, well, top the group and, and certainly make it to the final with, uh, with the ease with which they have. I think what we did say before the tournament was that whether or not Hardik Pandya was able to bowl and was fully fit would be a massive thing for them. And, you know, that's without, you know, having set the tournament alight with the ball or anything like that, he's been pretty good with the bat and he's offered some important overs and it just gives them the flexibility to be able to use different options with the ball that a team, for example, like Rajasthan Royals don't have because of what you said with the six and five split, their batting ends a bit early and they have to use the five bowls they've got. So you end up with a situation like we had today where, um, you know, Ravi Ashwin is, was not firing at all and ends up going for 40, which is quite unlike him. And Prashad Krishna has to try and bowl the last over. So the, uh, yeah, the, the having a full Hardik Panjir is a definite bonus uh, for obvious reasons. And, and that's helped them take, make them a, a more competitive team. But you look at it on paper and you still don't think it should be that good. I mean, the, Ruben Saha, decent, not, you know, mind-blowingly good. And, you know, what is he, 35, 36 now? Shubman Gill in T20, I'm still not convinced by. He was decent today. I had a couple of good knocks, but he's been a bit up and down. Matthew Wade, Matthew Wade, no, not really for me. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I'm not not convinced by the top three. Uh, the bowling's reasonable. Uh, Rashi Khan helps that a lot. So, Nothing, yeah, they're not, you know, they're not all conquering by any stretch of the imagination. But like you said, the key moments this year they've nailed and they've been ice, they've epitomized ice cool, ice man to Atia. Everyone's been <laughs> an ice man this year. So impressive. Yeah, Hardik, just to nail, nail, nail home that point about his bowling. He had, a, I didn't realize this, he didn't bowl in either of the last two IPLs. Like 14 and 12 matches, didn't bowl a single ball. Um, so he's come back and bought 159 deliveries. So it's about two overs a match, 
with his lowest ever economy rate in, in the IPL. So you can almost add him to the list of players who have substantially overperformed Definitely. expectations. Um, you know, his batting has been a bit quieter this year, playing a slightly different role. But um, yeah, he's still, what's he, he's got 450 runs. Um, it's all right, now. At, at 132, so it's not, it's, it's, it's basically the runs they need to unleash the beasts down the order <laughs> rather than Take him, being, it deep. him being a beast himself. But I think he's shown quite a lot of maturity, actually, as, as, as captain and, and um, has been, been pretty good in that role. It does feel to me, I, I haven't actually looked into this, it does feel to me like they win every single toss and always get to chase. But maybe that, maybe that <laughs> isn't true. I know that Sandrew Sampson, and we'll go back and we'll talk about the rest of the game now, I think. Sandrew Sampson has, has lost 13 tosses this season. Yeah. Which is pretty... There's one one more lost tosses than any other captain, though. Uh, well, they need they needed that, didn't they? Because they had yeah, obviously yeah. they had that. consistently goes heads or consistently goes tails. <laughs> What's his strategy here? <laughs> maybe maybe that's what they need. Like it's um, like Liverpool's throwing coach. They need a toss analyst. Yeah, maybe <laughs> get, get Williamson on board. <laughs> yeah, good idea. Specialist tosser. Um, so if we go back through through the game, uh, we'll talk about the Rajasthan innings. They Bat first, um, and they've got they've got quite a lot of experience batting first, haven't they? As, as you get stuck in a lot if you lose thirteen tosses. Uh, <laughs> they get one hundred and eighty eight for six, and um, it, it it's probably a pretty good score. I wouldn't say it was a dominant score, but um, I think whenever you get over one hundred and eighty, you, you're going to be in the game, aren't you? Uh, but it was kind. It was it was a weird innings, um, wasn't it, Dan? And uh, there were a couple. I mean, there's only three yeah. players, for example, score over ten. One of well, yeah. Got eleven. One of them does it at 180 and hits his first ball for six and, and makes it look like you know he's playing with his kids in the back garden. Um, the the uh, the other the other one who gets a lot of runs, Butler. Makes it look very difficult until near the end, and then it's 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 like his good twin gets subbed in for the last four overs for him to score some runs. Um, can you talk us through that from an analytical point of view? What what stood out? I mean, yeah, I, I'm loath to to call an 89 or 56 a match losing innings, but I, I'm not I'm not sure it was a million miles off it. And 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 I'm definitely not sure that the end justified the means either, because I think he was like ballpark forty or forty. And I mean, he gets out there, and that's that's horrendous. That that is a genuine match losing innings, and it's not even close, especially on what looked like a pretty high scoring ground uh, in, in these conditions. And you know, there's always a danger of that happening. Like I remember, like two or three years ago when we were doing these pods, the I was I would say, oh, you know what. Yeah, Coley can't do can't score twenty off twenty, and then look to accelerate because what happens if you get out scoring twenty out twenty off twenty? And people in the chat were going, but he never does. He never does. He never does. Well, actually, this season has shown actually he does quite a lot, uh, and over the last couple of years, actually, that's probably proven to be the case. So that is the risk that you take, and and there's arguments. This, I mean, not necessarily with the Rajasthan batting order where maybe he has to be a bit more cautious because you've got Parag at six and Ashwin at seven, but there's there's an argument that if your batting is a bit deeper. You're you're actually kind of ruining your team's chances by playing those type of innings rather than rather than helping them. Still think it's extremely high risk. Um, certainly, if he's going to play like that, then England definitely don't need to play David Milan in the same team. Um, 
I prefer like more of a swashbuckling butler. The his twin, if you like, as, as you say, Jack. <laughs> well, we were talking about this. So Butler coming into this season. Um, so looking at IPL data, excluding this year, his ten ball strike rate. So first ten balls, what does he do with them? One thirty seven, which is uh, probably elite. You know, if we're being honest here, he bats in the power play, so he gets gets a little bit of a boost there over. Um, you know, maybe somebody who comes in the death. Uh, another player who slowed down quite a lot on that respect, actually, on the other side, Hardik Panja, I think it was in the 150s, his 10-ball strike rate. And it, it, that definitely won't be um, the case this season. But Butler, Butler this year, it's, it's much, much lower. It's much more like um, King Legends. And I think he has actually talked about how he feels he has the ability to catch up. And look, that that... Can work, but if you play that way, you're always going to be in a battle with yourself, basically, whereby you need to you need to very regularly be very good after you face twenty balls in order to be a plus plus value player. Because um, you get, put yourself in that position. Well, exactly. That's the, yeah, that's Tw- the thing. If, isn't if, it? if we say here that twenty five of twenty five is probably a minus five, let's say it's a minus five runs innings for your team if you're opening the batting. Um, it, it, we can debate back and forth whether mm. it's minus five, but the sake, for the sake of this thought exercise, you, if, you, if you decide you're going to get to be 25 or 25 every innings and, and you're going to be very consistent at that, then you've, you've got minus five runs to catch up on before you're back to, to evens. You probably need to you probably need to get to 50 off the next 10 balls if you're if you're if you're going to catch up to being a in a in a sort of an average position by the time you get to 50 if we say 50 off 35 is Mm. about average maybe slightly above average and then to make it a good innings you know extrapolate that out further you you need to be really consistently pumping out runs very quickly after you get to that 25 off 25 25 situation the day it was worse 40 or 40s like you're you're so far behind the eight ball there that even if you do absolutely batter the bowling like he does at the end, you're in a situation where we're looking at the scorecard and we're saying, was that really a great innings um, for this team? Now, probably the answer is yes. I mean, probably it is a plus value innings. But for, for most of the time he was out there, it wasn't. Um, which is not only a risk for, for your own personal stats, but everyone batting at the other end doesn't they don't know that later on you're going you, that you're going to finish 88 or 54 they they don't have a crystal ball all they know is that they have a very limited number of balls left now and not a very good score on the board which has to affect their way of batting max is is that do you get where i'm coming from there do you get how it puts pressure on on other players yeah spot on um it was it was really curious from Josh butler but, but... I think what um, what we saw, like you said, his ability to catch up, we we did see that, and it looks like it was a conscious decision. I, I he didn't hit a six until what the penultimate over, I think. In the end, he'd hit twelve fours before he'd hit a six. It was um, that was curious. He didn't try to hit a six. He was very content with playing it along the ground, content with nailing ones and twos. And when he was playing on the ground, he was timing it quite nicely. I don't think it was necessary that he was. Um, struggling hugely. I think he was struggling against the spinners. He certainly couldn't play uh, Rashid Khan. They'd certainly just went for the let's see off Rashid Khan approach, which is not necessarily a bad thing because he was bowling very nicely today. But like you say, the problem is when you have to do that, that catching up, you feel like you've probably left some runs out there. He might have left 10 runs out there by going uh, oh, I think too it, late. I think it probably has. Yeah, and that's <laughs> made it 
that's, that's, that's made it difficult. It's very strange to sit and, and uh, sit and criticize someone who scored 89 runs or 56 balls. And, you know, you look at it in terms of the scorecard and it's a, a good score, but you could see it was the seventh, uh, the 16th or the 17th over, whenever it was that Yashtayel came back on, it was an instant change in approach from Joss Butler. And you could tell it was a case of he decided he was going to see it through the middle overs. And when it gets to the death, but he's going to go for it. And he's in the uh, enviable position of being a man who has the ability to do that, to flick a switch and then just start playing a completely different kind of innings. And that is one of the hardest things to do as a cricketer. It was a very impressive thing that he did. But like you say, why would you put yourself in a position where you are catching up? Because the flip side of that is you are consciously putting yourself behind and it caused caused him a problem. Like I say, Shimon Hetmeyer didn't have time to set himself at all and get in. He wasn't very good. It was, it was a bit odd, but yeah, even then 188 sort of, it was a, it was a, a decent score to end up on. And you were sort of looking at it at the end thinking has all the carnage in that final over from, uh, from Gujarat cost them. Cause we should probably talk about that. <laughs> the, 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 that, that nonsense. <laughs> I want to make a point as well about the fact that this match today had a very, very, very similar dynamic to Punjab Kings versus Gujarat Titans earlier in the tournament. And there was only one difference, really, is that my my Twitter notification, my my phone's still hot from the notifications (laughs) from that game. Uh, I mean, Punjab Kings, that game, 189 for nine off, off 20 overs. And, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Was like, this the I, one where uh, Charhol ended up scoring like 20? And just... Yeah, 20 or 14. Yeah. 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 And, um, I mean, the amount of criticism that Punjab Kings got for that, that game was absurd. It really was. I mean, guys, we got, we got 189 off 20 overs. That's good, right? <laughs> we scored one more run than Rajasthan managed today. And, and obviously, then they hit some sixes off the last over to, to to win as well. Similar kind of match. But we would have got, we got far more criticism for, for scoring one run more than Rajasthan did today because, like, it's somehow acceptable to be 40 or 40 and accelerate and take that risk or be, like, you know, go in. Or even like a De- Delhi the day before, Punjab did that, got like 145 for four and no one even says anything. Like, it's weird. It just it just shows you that, that, that the evolution of T20 cricket still has so much to do. In fairness, well, I think maybe Graham Smith said that, did pose the question about whether they could retire the orange cap holder. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he actually he actually suggested it. I, mean, I think it was a bit of a joke as, um, you know, obviously Ashwin... Ashwin was in the locker, wasn't he? And he played quite well the other night. So I, th- I think it was it was said in jest. But um, I, at least one person in the commentary box was aware at that point in time that it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't a good. It wasn't ending. ideal. Yeah. Um, speaking of Ashwin, I liked, uh, and we'll talk. We can talk about a little bit more about the last over. But the last ball, um, a Butler's run out diving to try and get back in for what he thinks is a two off the last the last delivery. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ashwin then faces the last ball, leads a wide. Rian Parag like, does the right thing. He runs down the other end to get himself on strike for for you know what will be the last ball, or or if it's the or if it is actually the last ball of the innings to try and nick a single. 
And Ashford just stands in the crease and runs him out. <laughs> that was the second worst run out of the day. I thought, um, Ashford, he has one good innings, then he thinks he's Brian Lara, I tell you. Um, Max. That that's, that's, seems part of the course. Max, what, el- what else in that over did you entertain you? Um, um, stuck well, in it memory. was... Well, the the free hit from the final ball, of course, was uh, was was funny. Uh, then Josh Butler, yeah, getting run out. The wide following that, the run out that uh, ensued with with Rimparag, that was that was largely largely it. But you know, it was 184 for for five was the end. That was the end that should have been, and then it ended up on 188 somehow in uh, in in bizarre circumstances and you just had a feeling didn't you that maybe that was going to make uh, a bit of a difference so it didn't turn out that way cuz killer miller killed it but it was good killer miller it was just it was just it was just some good circus circus cricket i'm worried that we haven't said enough good things about killer miller but he he was he was good and sanju sampson as well played a, a pretty fun innings um, I've enjoyed watching him back this year. I cannot I really, believe... I really enjoyed that you said yeah, uh, on our show the other day, Jack, when he was like, you just feel every time Sandy Sampson goes into bat, he's going to hit his first ball for six. But then he and, did, uh, yeah. And he did. I cannot believe he's not been picked for India. Is that what you expect me to say? Isn't it? Yeah. I, I just can't... <laughs> I can't see what what he would have to... like. like and they've rested players as well. Some of the people, they, they, they appear to think are better than Sandy Sampson... Is um, well, I mean, yeah, I can't, I, I actually can't articulate how how stupid you have to be to. to... Do they have like a weighted Basra system where like the average is like counts for <laughs> ten times what your strike rate is? Is that not like a criteria for select? I'm not. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is a bit like that. It's, I mean, him and if you're going to play a, a sort of slightly rotated team, why are you not having a, at least having a look at him and and, and Tripati, the other one? It's it's mm. um, yeah. odd, mm. but. You know, Dravid knows best. <laughs> I can't. It's going to be so weird, isn't it? At the the World Cup, I always think this was sort of India. You you, you will, the World Cup will come around in October, and it will be like King Legend, Rohit, um, Ashwin, and Ashwin, <laughs> no Kohli, and then I don't know who else after that. I mean, probably they'll probably Skyle if he's fit. well, maybe Sky. They'll probably bat Sky at five, yeah, and and Rishabh Pant at four, and you'll be like, what's what is this team? Like, why? If they do that, they haven't learned their lesson from the last World Cup. Well, I, uh, yeah, well, I, I fully expect them to not have learned <laughs> that, that, that lesson. Um, I think, yeah, I yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't see, I can't see. I, I can't see Coley agreeing to be rested for the series that's coming up. If if, if anybody, if there was any chance that he would, well, no, he's back now. So if he would miss the 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 World Cup, I think they must have said to him and Rohit, "You're going to be playing. You're going to be back where you want." Um, so you know, going to have a beach holiday. And I guess if you've already decided on that, then why even bother having a look at Sanju Sampson? Because if he turns out to be quite good, then you've got to have a difficult conversation, haven't you? And that, <laughs> the, the whole. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, the whole selection process seems to be based around not having those difficult conversations. Um, mm. But um, you know, we we digress slightly. Um, we've got a couple of super chats in, which I think are quite fun questions, both from Sudeep. Um, if all the teams played a one hundred match season, who would be your top four ranks? Dan, you could exclude Punjab, but we'll all exclude Punjab from the. the the tournament. Do you remember when we did this in a circle and Max, you got it wrong and you you went you went in the the wrong order. 
You can, we'll nominate yeah. one team each and we'll do the top yeah. four. So, Dan, you can nominate the first and the fourth team. Max, you can nominate the second and I'll nominate the third. Right. So, Dan, who's oh. your, who? 100 team season of the nine teams that aren't the Punjab Kings, who do you think is um, best or definitely going to qualify? Uh, do you know what? I'm not even sure. I wouldn't want to put my name to any of the teams. I think they're all very, very, very similar in quality. I just think that maybe a couple of the teams who are at the bottom are, are worse. Made a, well, no, they're not worse, but they've made bad decisions. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, um, I'll go with RCB, but I don't like it too much. I'd have had RCB top. I'd have also had RCB, yeah. Yeah. So Wisdom of the Crowd says that RCB are best. Mm. Obviously, Coley, we've just done him down, but really, he's amazing. So he'd be our number one. Max, who would you have? Who else do you think's going through? Um, I I might have to say Delhi Capitals. Stole my second one. Yeah. I think that's I fair. Think, I think that's. I fair. think that's, yeah. I just think they're yeah. They're sort of the more well-rounded team compared to the ones who actually qualified. <laughs> um, so that leaves me, doesn't it? Uh, oh, well, so I think there are two teams and I, I, so I know who my top four would be. I'll say, I'll say Rajasthan. I think that their model isn't perfect, but it will win enough to, to be a problem. I think that, um, their, their, their power play bowling and their middle overs bowling is, is really good. And that will regularly have teams in enough strife at the death that that today doesn't happen to them. Um, and I think they're batting in this IPL era where you can just rely on a couple of guys or it seems to be that you can just rely on a couple of guys I think it has enough so I, I'm having Rajasthan Dan you can complete the set uh, yeah, man, this is not an enviable task uh, <laughs> um, the hipster of me wants to go to Mumbai but, I, I, um, yeah yeah um, uh, the Tim David Mumbai maybe um, the problem is they're going to be a year a year older. Some of the players are going to be older in a hundred game tournament. So, uh, well, if they're lucky, Pollard yeah. will have retired. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go luck now. Luck now, okay. Yeah, I'd have. I well, that was the other team I was thinking of. Um, similar reasons. Similar reasons to why I said Rajasthan. Although I mean, like we were talking about this what, yesterday. Was it yesterday, Max? How many runs the the three best batters on their team have scored versus everyone else? It's like mm. it's like fourteen hundred yeah. to eight hundred or yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and that doesn't even include extras. So it's actually probably more like fourteen hundred, seven hundred off the bat, um, which is which is pretty jokes. But well, I guess it's working. Seems to be a thing that you can do now. Uh, and the other question from Sadeep is that: Is there any value in getting set as a T Twenty batter? If so, how many balls? Now, I actually i i asked i was i was thinking thinking about this the other day, and i i, I had an answer. Apparently, batters' strike rates go up for their first 15 balls of their innings. So I don't know if that means there's any value in getting set. You two can talk about that. But I do know that up to 15 balls, you generally see the next ball gets hit for, for more runs, if that makes sense. And then at 15, you get a plateau. Dan, any 15 value? 15 was the number yeah, that I was going to pluck from my bit. head. It's, it's, it's not quite a plateau, but it's certainly slowing down mm. of the increase. I've actually got these numbers for the blast because I've been working on them. Okay. Um, Last first 10 balls, 125 strike rate. Um, 
boundary percentage of 15 and a half is is average last three seasons for all counties um balls 11 to 20 so kind of after you face the first 10 balls strike rate is one four five with uh 18.2 percent boundaries and then from 21 balls or more the average strike is 150 with a slightly lower boundary percentage but a way lower dot percentage so you, the intent really doesn't rise once you face 20 balls. It's you're, you're not playing a missing, basically. You're not finding fielders. There we go. Yeah, although I suppose once you've been in for 20 balls, you're invariably not in the power play anymore. So, uh, Yeah, that's that true. What's the um, question? What's the, um, what, what's the value in getting set then? Is, I guess, the other part of that question. Well, I think it's, from that, it's very key to... To really look to accelerate quickly after you face ten balls, um, and if you don't do that, I mean, look, you look at Butler forty or forty today. They are forty or well, ballpark. So let's say someone's a forty or forty, they're probably fourteen, fifteen below par at that point, uh, and that's a lot to catch up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so there you go. There's, there's those two questions answered. Um, I think we talked a lot about today's match. Do we want to talk about tomorrow at all, or is there anything left from today that, that people want to cover off? Can we just uh, completely rag on Matthew Wade for that run out? Um, I think we can. I'm not sure. I think Dan might have to recuse himself. from. The... You know what actually oh, happened? Yeah, he's one of your boys, isn't he? I forgot about that. <laughs> Do you that know, was, that was you... disgraceful behaviour. I, um, I didn't see it. I don't, I'm gonna have to. Oh. I'm gonna have to do a Wenger on this. I um. Shubman Shubman Gill. And if you give the accent as well. Shubman Gill. I, I, I didn't see it. Uh. Shubman <laughs> Gill's on strike, and he's played it into uh, into the leg side down to deep mid wicket in that sort of no man's land area where you look to run two. They both run the first one hard, um, and I think they're both got a mind to go for two because Shubman Gill uh, has set off and turned quickly. Matthew Wade's also turned quickly, sprinted three steps down the wicket and then just stopped in his tracks and completely sold Shubman Gill out the river. It was absolutely disgraceful behaviour. Uh, like It was utter shithousery from Matthew Wade. The two was there as well. If he'd carried on running, he would have just made it and they'd have got two. It was pathetic. Uh, and then he got out like three balls later doing nothing. So he's probably the most relieved man uh, in in Gujarat right now. Well, Kolkata. I'll tell you what, he's having a hell of a year, isn't he, um, Matt Wade? He's gonna he's won the World Cup. He's, yeah, <laughs> he's could win the IPL. He's been signed by the Birmingham Phoenix. It doesn't get better than that. Yeah, he could, oh, well, yeah, there's a good chance. There's a really good chance. That, uh, should we do some? Should, should we talk about tomorrow? Five minutes. Well, we never really do long previews, and then we'll do the questions. We've got some quite good questions. Um, yeah, I just had to get Dan's thoughts on it. I think we we covered it a little bit, didn't we, uh, in our in our last show? But. Yeah, I've actually forgotten who I predicted. Um, people, are, people, are, I, I don't know if this happens to to it probably doesn't happen to you, Dan. Because you don't make a show about making public predictions. But when it, when I do make a prediction, people like dredge it up from six months ago, being like, "Look, yeah, you yeah, were wrong yeah, about this." Yeah. <laughs> don't worry, guys. If you're listening in the chat and you're in the chat, just so you know, <laughs> every single podcast that I do with you guys. I read the chat. So I'm fully aware that I'm getting slated for being bald. And I'm fully aware that you will dredge up stuff from... That's actually, uh, that's actually a protected sexual characteristic now, you know. Is it? Yeah, I know. I heard about a court case for that. Yeah. It's almost made as much news as Adrian Charles as you, I know. 
right. Uh, at least it's got. At least it has a lid. What I was going to say <laughs> is that I made a prediction about this game yesterday, and I've already forgotten who I predicted would win. You went for RCB. <laughs> <laughs> you went for RCB, Jack, and I uh, put that much thought into them. Yeah, you went um, for RCB, and I went for Luck now to be contrary, but I oh, also okay. think RCB will win. Well, I thought RCB were. The, I think RCB. Uh, I still think they're the, the the most well put together team in the tournament. Um, in matches, they sometimes blow up, um, and they uh, they're, they're not without weaknesses, are they? But I, I think okay. yeah, I think they're better than luck now. Dan, where where would you put your um, hypothetical money? Uh, um, Coley's back, isn't he? Coley's back. Well, yeah. Coley's back, mate. <laughs> yeah, it's... no. In all serious, in all yeah. The Hasaranga factor, Maxwell match winner, bit of solidity. You know, you're going to get some runs from from Faf and Coley. Uh, decent. Yeah. Is is Hoshal Patel injured, or is that is? I think he. I think I, I haven't heard that. He only bowled. He only bowled the one over in the. He's uh, a bit of webbing in his hand. I saw. Yeah. Uh, quite nasty. Um, so that would be a blow if he was out. Um, but yeah, no, I, th- I I lean towards RCB. I think. Um, it looks. I've just. I've just googled that actually. Harshal Patel. It doesn't look like he is going to be out. It, it seems. It seems like he will be. Okay, but you never really know. There's not. No, it's hard to find. It, it's the always info, very. Isn't it, in this I, I don't. Well, it's not only that, but like, I feel like in the in the Premier League and in football in general, you know, managers do a presser before and after every match, and yeah, all of this stuff just gets asked, and then they say the truth mostly. It doesn't <laughs> feel like that. You really, what you get after IPL matches is just like the man of the match has to answer some questions, and and they haven't been like talking to the medical team or, um, you know, uh, thinking about what's going to happen in the next match. They're just like happy they won a car or whatever they whatever you get for for, <laughs> for winning. So you never get any actual info, do you? And um, the the most of the social media stuff is is um is about. Brand promotion rather than, than than information. So more press conferences in the IPL, more stuff for us to have to, to, to watch. And yeah, you can sponsor <laughs> the press conferences as well. So you could. Uh, that's that's a more reason to get them in. Um, thank you to Com N Twenty Two in the chat on YouTube. Um, that is a nice of you. They sent us a super chat, which is which is thank cool. You very much. Um, yeah. Uh, any 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 key battles tomorrow that you you'd highlight, Dan? If you were you were looking at those um, two teams. Yeah, Hasaranga against everybody. <laughs> uh, uh, um, Maxwell uh, against their um, Lucknow Pacers. It's probably well, a good battle as well. Maxwell de Kock. Yeah, uh, de Kock will need to yeah see off Maxwell if he opens the bowling, for example. Um, yeah, those are some key keys. Um, I think the game's going to be be probably one or loss. I think it'll be a tight game. Partial Patel's injured definitely tip tip that in favour of RCB being a premium quality death bowler as well. They've got Dinesh Kartik who's who's been a great hitter at the death for, for, for RCB as well. So there's I feel like in a tight moment, maybe they, they've got the edge in 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 those key battles. I I, I yeah, I think they've got a got the edge. Um Avesh Khan, probably the best bowler for luck now, although he struggled in the last game, I think. Um, Bishnoi probably hasn't had the best season compared to to last year. Um, and the the other question is whether Mosin Khan can somehow sustain this 
unbelievable, unbelievable level that he's been at as well. Um, <laughs> I look at his numbers in the SMAT where he wasn't even a regular. And I'm thinking, how on earth has he done this? <laughs> like, like, literally, like this is the most random run of form of all time. And you know, was what I don't, I don't know what the criteria is for newcomer of the season, but he's got to have that locked, right? Yeah. Um. So we're we're all sort of saying RCB, which is perfect, isn't it? Because that's the exact RCB narrative that that means that they will now blow up and mean you know make all their fans sad, which happens every year. Um. So. I look forward. It'll to, be funny to see angry Coley to watching that from a beach in Sicily tomorrow <laughs> afternoon. Uh, <laughs> oh, I've got to find beautiful. a. I've got to find a. Um, what do you call it? A VPN for my phone, so I can yeah. I can sit on a sun lounger and, and do that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if my girlfriend will be that impressed. Four hours of IPL in. The, in the... <laughs> but but you got to well, on Sunday as well. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I, I will try my best. There's a wedding. That I'm supposed to be at. Oh no! So, um, you one of them guests. <laughs> <laughs> Except it'll be in Italy. So people are like, "What on earth are yeah. you doing?" Don't, yeah. don't forget, got watch Sky on Saturday for Leicester v Derbyshire as well. Uh, going to questions, and we'll run through these quite quickly. What what time are we up to? Forty four minutes. So we will try. We'll, we want to keep these under an hour if possible. Um, but we had a question that sort of leads on quite nicely from the most in calm point, Dan. Uh, this comes from Ankit. Does a good eye of a coach still have a place in today's environment? So, I don't know. Max, I'll, I'll ask you this to you. Could, is it possible that... Is, is it Naira, Naira at, at, at LSG or is he at Gujarat? Um, I, I think is it's... It? Oh, well, okay. Whoever's at... Whoever, is it... Uh, no, it's the England guy. Yeah, Andy Flower. Did Andy Flower just, it, yeah. just see him in the nets and know that, that Mosin Carr would be good? Is that something that, that's plausible? I think it is plausible. There's Ooh. there's certainly a place for having a good eye, but the question is uh, whether you can combine that with uh, other sources of information. There's no, you can't go all down one route. I don't think. I think you Otherwise, you have a team of, uh... of James Vinces. Well, exactly. You know, <laughs> but there's certainly there's certainly a place for giving someone a go based on them looking good, and then you try them out, and if it doesn't bear fruit because you know the the stats say they're terrible, then you get rid of them. But that's not happened. They've had, a, they've had a look at him, and the stats are pretty good. So, so carry on. I think there's um, what you know. There, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Basically, is uh, is what I'm what I'm trying to say. It's just whether you. It's when you think you've got a good eye and you spotted something, and then you persevere with it against all available evidence. That's when you have to start questioning the the, the sanity of of people. But so far, it looks like a a great find. Um, I could probably do a pod- whole podcast on this subject. Uh, and, Please and, do. And the the, uh, the question actually reminded me of a conversation I had at the swim pool at the T10 with a, an unnamed player and an unnamed coach who were absolutely convinced the 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 that their eye was better than anything that could possibly exist in cricket to find talent anywhere else. And uh, they've never got a player wrong ever in their whole lives. And what, what, what I tend to see happen a lot is that a coach is delighted to take credit for the gems that he finds uh, and not so, not so willing to uh, take accountability for the flops. Um, and, and that's often a narrative that's, that's generated by the media as well. Um, I, I actually think that kind of a a combinatory approach is better where you have maybe like an analyst recommending 
a number of players and the coach then does their own due diligence and you come up with with a player who kind of ticks both boxes that would work for me um if you're if you're saying okay data or i and you can only choose one i'm 100% going with data and that's not not because i'm involved with that is because i i've seen that it is it's it's far more powerful than than a coaches i generally over than my experience over the last four four or five years yeah i'd probably agree with that as well i i looked into this with the england test team and um you 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 can you can there are some things you can sort of define with data like you know it's it's very rare that a player wildly exceeds um certain metrics if you if if, mm. if you track them moving between say county cricket and test cricket and i imagine that's very similar for for the ipl where that might be where that where where there's a, it's slightly harder or it looks like it's slightly harder anyway is when a player is quite young so most in Khan's only 23 like it is it is plausible bearing in mind we've had sort of two quite severely disrupted years because of covid that he's been doing loads of practice and actually like hasn't got the game time because of some stupid seniority thing at the smat level and actually he is this good and all he needed to do was get in front of somebody who could recognize that and and they put him in the team and and then and then he'd be good um so there is, you know, it's but it's 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 sort of a combo thing, yeah. I'd 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 agree with that, and that's that's the environment you want to create, right? Mm-hmm. Um, more Twitter. Um, Nick George. It's a five bowler strategy that Rajasthan Royals employs. Is it feasible, or is it unfeasible in the long run, Dan? I think we kind of covered that already, and I don't think it is. Um, we've seen that there's quite a big standard deviation for their paces in the past. And we talked about that on a previous pod during this year's tournament. And yeah, I, I don't like it because you, you can't necessarily take advantage of specific matchups. You have an, an issue with the inflexible death bowling, for example, as well. Where well, the other thing, just at a very basic level, is what yeah. if someone gets injured and you have well, to bowl yeah. Ryan Prague for three overs? It's yeah. not ideal, is it? No. No, not, no, not at all. And... They, they, they say they're, they're forced to bowl, bowl a guy who has, doesn't have much deviation in his pace as a death bowler, uh, and and yeah, I'm not, I'm not massively sold on it. What what I prefer from like a recruitment point of view is is to have several top six batters who are at least good enough to be match up bowlers. So that's 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 something that I I, I put a lot of value in. Um, example Phoenix, we've got Mo, we've got Livy. Um, that's that's covers those options, and you, get, you end up getting seven bowlers. And you you don't have to use all, you don't have to use the top six batters as bowlers, but they're often really useful in a lot a lot of situations, and and they can combine combine to be a six bowler or or whatever you whatever you need them to be. Sometimes they bowl full quotas, uh, and that that's 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 a key thing for me. Um, I don't really have that. I don't certainly don't see Parag as a as a as a, a sixth bowler, um, so maybe he might be in the future, but he's not right now, I don't think. Um, so yeah, it's it's probably not sustainable long term. Okay, um, we've got a couple more questions that I think would be good. The first one is from Antarikish, and Max, I'm going to ask you this. Well, you can start your thought. We'll have your thoughts first on this one. What are some good trades teams could do? 
Uh-huh, interesting. <laughs> um, that's a very, very tough one to, <laughs> to answer off the top of your head, isn't it? Um, who, well... Well, maybe a better way to I answer. Think, right, uh, well, uh, Punjab could uh, could maybe try and get Here hold of... Here you go, of... Dan, take note. Yeah, could, uh, <laughs> could, could, could see if they could do a little trade for um, with um, uh, Gujarat, maybe uh, give give them someone can't you know someone that they need and, and get back someone that they could uh, i don't know maybe alzari joseph or or um lucky ferguson for example they've got both of those only one normally plays maybe there's a gap that gujarat need to fill that punjab could give them i don't know that's, there you go dan uh, there's there's an option this oh, i'm just i'm just i'm just, <laughs> trying, to, I'm, just I'm just trying to play i'm just trying to play with you dan uh, I, it's then, uh, i love the idea of trades general as general concept i think it's really underdone in yeah, I, I like it as well. I, I um I, I I think almost because the seasons are so short that there's and because there's not there's not necessarily the incentive to trade if the team that you think you've recruited is quite good because you never really find out for sure over fourteen mm-hmm. matches whether your team's good or not. And if if you're bad, then what have you got to trade really? Like just bad stuff and the good play the good teams aren't gonna want that. So I think there are a few things that limit it. Um yeah, I think if there were if if, if it were a twenty five match season then you'd see a little bit more of it. And I don't know like what they'll uh, do in the future, but if they move towards a draft system or something like that and you could, cha- you could trade draft picks halfway through the years, then if you were Sunrisers, you had an average... And this is what happens in the NFL. You could, you could trade, I don't know, Trapati for the first pick next year and pick up Jadeja when CSK release mm. him. Um, that 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 you know, that'd that, be fun. That, that'd that, be a lot of fun. That'd be fun. But like at the moment, the it doesn't. Deadline, deadline day would be amazing, wouldn't it? That think... IPL deadline day. You get you get Tom Moody driving out of the Sunrise Stadium <laughs> and window his Range Rover like Harry Redknapp does, giving an interview through the window. <laughs> it would be good. Yeah, I think. Um, well, you have a you have a trade deadline in baseball and that that works quite well but then you also have like huge farm systems in baseball so like the not only do you have your major league team but you have a hundred other players that are prospects of some level or another that you can use as capital so if you're having a good year and you need like one extra player to get to the playoffs then you can sell one of your your prospects for another team's best player but the you know in a situation where the other team aren't likely to make the playoffs because the IPL season is so short and teams are in it for so long there's no point at which you necessarily think about doing that and also you just don't have the capital to to make the trade so the only time that a trade makes sense is if if I don't know like in a hypothetical situation where Gujarat did want to get rid of um, one of their fast bowlers for maybe an opening batter Maybe there is a team out there with three opening batters. Maybe Rajasthan actually would like to get rid of Devdutt Padakal and and swap Devdutt Padakal for Azari Joseph or something like that. That's the only time it really makes sense. And again, because the seasons are quite short, it, I, I, and you know, the overseas availability comes and goes. Yeah, it never quite makes sense. But I'd like to see more of it. Mm. Um, I, I think we might just make that the last question. Um, actually, it was it was quite an interesting one to ask any final words from you dan no, i'm good looking forward to the uh rest of the comp looking forward to the blasts uh yeah yeah just yeah been, been a long tournament i think it was long it is quite long isn't it? it's gonna be longer next year isn't it it's been 95 matches or something next year arrival the big bash yeah um the uh 
the blast team that sorry could potentially put out I was looking at this the other day is absolutely <laughs> disgusting is it is it good it's so good well who who could they play you can tell us about the sorry team and then we'll finish up uh will jacks jason roy um who else you got in there you've got um pope curran folks obviously pope and folks won't be there but uh pollard narine Assuming this Pollard's not the shit Pollard. Uh, you, well, you've got both the Currens. Reese Big Topley. assumption. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was, uh, there's, there's just some, there's some, there's some Daniel ridiculous... Daniel Moriarty. Daniel Moriarty, yeah. He, um, might, you know, we'll probably probably come in with uh, some of the players not um, mm. not around. I'm, I'm definitely missing a couple here. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, oh, yeah, Laurie, Laurie Evans, that was it. Yeah, Laurie Evans is going to keep, I think. I've heard this. And, uh, and well, Chris Jordan. Uh, okay. You know, I mean, I mean, the, the problem is that the chances of you getting all those players on the pitch at the same time is like it's slim. It's, it's the same chance as me be scoring a hundred not out on finals day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's the there's fun there. There's definitely fun to be had. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, even if you have seven of those guys and four guys, you just pop off the streets. It's probably still going to be good enough. To... <laughs> I I wonder if anyone like I'm surely this must have happened. Like, not necessarily in your role, but with agents has ever managed to blag their way into a, a proper team and, and well, then... Ali Dia style. Ali Dia, yeah. yeah, and then and then actually done okay. Yeah, the house. Oh, right. I was going to say he's Argentine Dorker, but he's not played. You know. <laughs> No, there is a there is a true story about this actually. If you if you Google it, and actually some guy who did a series of articles about it last last season, there was a guy called Adrian Shanker who played for Worcester, uh, in ten plus years ago. If you Google that, there the yeah there was the, the story is in, incredible. If it's true, that story is like better than Ali Deer's story. I've played a few matches, yeah, played a few matches. Anyway, we're going to wrap up the podcast now. Thank you very much for. Um, watching and listening. I've realised that everyone here forgot to record it, so we'll have to rip it off YouTube. Um, it's been a while since we've had to do that, but... Uh, Never mind. Yeah. All right. Um, cheers, everyone. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.